superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This potentially being your last game at Heinz Field. You know, signs are pointing to it being the last one. Ben under center. This is the Rich Eisen Show. All I want to do is win the game. That's all that matters to me. Final score, Pittsburgh 26, Cleveland 14. The Rich Eisen Show. Thank you to all the fans and everybody. everybody. I just don't see them hanging it up. I wouldn't bet on that yet. Earlier on the show, from NBC Sports, Peter King, Chargers head coach, Brandon Staley. Coming up, Pro Football Hall of Famer, Kurt Warner. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show on the air. 844-204-RICH is the number for you to dial here on this program. We all gave out our New Year's Eve resolutions because Bill Belichick refused to, so we did it here on this program if you missed any of that, uh, along with our first-hour guest, Peter King, and second-hour guest, Brandon Stella, head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers, go to our YouTube page, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. You can also check us out every day if you're listening to us uh, with your own eye gate on NBC Sports on Peacock. Get the app. It's all kinds of awesome. We follow the Dan Patrick Show every day on Peacock. We also follow the DP Show every day on Sirius XM Channel 85. If you're listening to us on the Rich Eisen Show, Terrestrial Radio Network, or on Odyssey, Coast to Coast, we say hello to all of you. There's also our podcast. There's also uh, our merchandise store, by the way. Uh, Hats and shirts and uh, the mugs. Check us out at richeisenshop.com. richeisenshop.com. We can't be stopped. And uh, also there's a, a cool line of shirts that we have uh, where uh, uh, we're going to have inspirational words uh, across the chest with the letters RE at either the front or the back, and respect is the first one. So check that out, richeisenshop.com. Brockman, Del Tufo, and TJ Jefferson all in their spots. Kurt Warner is going to join us. Uh, He just woke up. Guy was flying back from Cleveland. Oh. Yes, he's kind enough to, you know, I know. (laughs) Flying back, he's flying all over the place. I don't know when he got home. So I don't like, even know if he's home yet. He right. might be traveling. Well, obviously not judging Kurt, but when was the last time you got up at 11 o'clock? Oh. Oh, God. I don't know. I can't remember. Like early TV days, Reading? Here's what I'll share with you, and I share, I share too much sometimes on this show. Best sleep I've had in the last 25 years was the 10 minutes I had a colonoscopy. I woke up. I'm like, wow. Yep. I haven't slept well in a long time. Oh my god, wow. I'm kids, dude. Oh you my know god, how it is. You that. know how it is. Kids, 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 uh, kids, kids mess with your sleep. I don't remember the last time. Even in a hotel room. I Even on the road, I can't do it. Three times last week. Eleven o'clock. Can't do it. I can sleep. God bless you. 
Thank God bless you. At any rate, uh, welcome to our program <laughs> on all our platforms. I mean, yep. Words colonoscopy, everybody. Hey, uh, and hey, everyone should hey. get yours as well. Uh, make sure uh, that you, you check uh, yourself regularly on that front. Hey, uh, we've got playoff clinching scenarios. I've got them in my hand. We want to give you news. I want them. These are, these are new. This is news you can them. use. I want them. There are, this is it. This is week 18. By the way, uh, <clears throat> if the season had ended today, because, you know, yeah, back if, in the day it would yeah. have, the Niners would be in. The Chargers would be in. The Colts would be in. Right, right. These are the teams yeah. that are, these are the teams get could fall out of the playoffs because they haven't clinched yet. Everyone else is clinched. That's in there. Hey, playoff spot. They can clinch better than what they currently have. They could clinch home field throughout. They could clinch the division, even though they're already in, like Arizona and the, the Rams. They're in, but we don't know who's got the home playoff game yet, do we? I've got the information right here in my hands. You want some music? I definitely do, Mike, because okay. there's a lot of information. <laughs> we start in the American Football Conference, and the Baltimore Ravens have a playoff clinching scenario. Yep, they're sitting there at 8-8 eight and eight right now. They would have been on the outside looking in had the season ended tonight, but it has not. So the Baltimore Ravens have to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers and then hope that the Jaguars win. Well, the Jaguars can make a lot of people's lives happy. And the, they hope that the Dolphins lose to Miami. I mean, to, uh, to New England. That's possible, right? So let's just say the Jaguars beat the Colts and Dolphins lose to New England as the Ravens win at home. They'll sit there on Sunday night football and root for the Raiders because the Chargers lost will put the Ravens in the playoffs despite all the craziness. That's their only playoff clinching scenario. They win. Chargers, Colts, and Dolphins all lose. The Buffalo Bills have a shot to win the AFC East. It's a very simple equation. Beat the Jets and they win the AFC East. And they punch a playoff ticket for all the home folks there in Western New York. If the Patriots lose to the Dolphins, they also clinch the AFC East. If they and the Patriots all tie, they clinch the AFC East. So it looks like the Bills are going to clinch the AFC East. That was a big win in New England a couple weeks ago, huh? The Cincinnati Bengals, they've won the AFC North. The Bengals have a chance to clinch home field throughout the AFC playoffs. What is that scenario? It's a lot. They got to beat the Browns and hope the Titans, Chiefs, and Patriots lose. Or hope the Titans, Chiefs lose and the Bills win. Don't ask me why. What? But the Titans play the Texans. And the Chiefs play the Broncos in the first game of Week 18. That is the ESPN doubleheader opener on Saturday. So Cincinnati's got a chance to uh, clinch home field throughout. What's the Colts' playoff clinching scenario? Very simple. All they got to do is beat Jacksonville or tie them. That's it. And or if the Chargers lose and Baltimore and Pittsburgh end in a tie, I don't even give you the rest of it. <laughs> but it's a possibility that the Colts lose to the Jaguars and still make it. The Chiefs, how can they clinch home field throughout? It's very simple. They win and Titans lose to the Texans. That's it. They tie and the Titans lose. They also get the home field advantage throughout the playoffs. That was a huge loss in Cincinnati, man. Because the win and clinch home field, home field throughout the AFC playoff scenario, that belongs to the Tennessee Titans, which we'll tell you in a second. The Vegas Raiders, they win, they're in. They win, they're in. And then, of course, if the Colts lose and they tie, they're in. Uh, and if the Colts and Steelers lose, they're in, too. Boy, the Jaguars opened the door it's for great. so it's many great. teams <laughs> if they could only beat the Colts. Please do it. <laughs> Oh, my God, because the Colts are standing in so many people's way because of their huge 
second and third months of the season. They were a red-hot team after falling 0-3 and 1-4. and The Chargers win there or tie, they're in. That's a simple one. That's it. Win or tie on Sunday night, they're in. There you go. The Patriots have two clinching scenarios. Do you know the Patriots can clinch the, 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 throughout the playoffs? They can clinch home field throughout the playoffs? Bill? First things first, they can clinch the East if they beat the Dolphins and the Jets beat the Bills. Right. They could clinch home field throughout if the Bills, Chiefs, and Titans all lose and they beat the Dolphins. <laughs> Again, the Titans play the Texans, the Chiefs are at Denver, and the Bills are home against the Jets. So we're saying there's a dumb and dumber chance for New England to clinch throughout the entire playoffs. The Pittsburgh Steelers, we mentioned this before, if they win and the Colts lose and the Chargers and Raiders do not end in a tie on Sunday night, that is the way that Big Ben plays one more game. they got to beat the Ravens. Look up at the scoreboard and see the Jaguars beating the Colts and then root for a non-tie on Sunday night. If that happens, they're in. <laughs> and then the Tennessee Titans, as I mentioned. What a remarkable season for them. Without Derrick Henry, they beat the Texans and they get home field throughout. An extra week for Derrick Henry to get well enough to come back and play a divisional playoff game as their first game. That's your AFC playoff clinching scenarios let's go to the nfc right now let's go to the nfc the arizona cardinals if they beat the seahawks and the rams lose at home to the 49ers they clinch the west they're already in the playoffs as we know so that's the way the cardinals beat uh the odds and win the nfc west after leading that division for much of the year the rams opposite they just beat the niners or tie the niners they win the west and if the Cardinals lose or tie against Seattle, that gives the division to the Rams. And the Rams have an opportunity to start the playoffs where they hope to end it in SoFi Stadium. The New Orleans Saints. How can Taysom Hill lead the Saints to the playoffs? They have to win in Atlanta and hope the 49ers lose to the Rams. That's possible, don't you think? I think so. NFC is much easier. I mean, there's <laughs> only one team sniffing it in the, in the NFC. And the 49ers, they make the playoffs by beating or tying the Rams. Or the Saints lose in Atlanta, which is entirely possible, too, because you know Atlanta would love to end their season by ending the Saints season at the same time. We're both home for the playoffs. I spit my last breath at thee. A little wrath <laughs> of Khan. That's your playoff clinching scenarios for Week 18. And I take these papers, and I keep staring at them all week, so I know this cold by Saturday. We're doing a 90-minute pregame Oof, show. On Saturday, uh, yeah, that's right. 3 Eastern time for NFL Network. Nice. Yep, the gang will be all there. That'll be fun. Yep, absolutely. Uh, leading you to kickoff of that Saturday doubleheader. I think Fowler and Herb Street are doing Denver hosting Kansas City, and the Monday night crew will be doing the night game, Dallas and Philadelphia. Oof. I hope they love football. <laughs> Good one. That's a good one. And then we'll be doing game day morning for all four hours uh, on NFL Network. With no rehearsal. Uh, hey, everybody. We've been doing this uh, segment on Tuesdays now. Uh, thanks to my good friends at Courtyard by Marriott. Uh, we're back together. I can't, I can't quit them. They can't quit me. Uh, and and we never know. Yeah. You turn around, yeah. I might be checking you in there one day soon. Love you never it. know. Love that place. Never know. Uh, a segment called Rise and Shine in which we celebrate 
a player or team or unit on a team that has balled out on the road, which you can do at a courtyard by Marriott yourself. And this week's Rise and Shine winners are the Arizona Cardinals defense. And I'll tell you what, man. Tell you what, man. Uh, Your Dallas Cowboys offense got spanked. Did they, though? Yes, they did. Yes, they did until late. And then Kyler Murray nailed it shut. But the Cardinals defense has been balling out all year long, whether it started in Tennessee where – Chandler Jones had that five-sack game, right, to start the season. Mm. And then their final road game of the season, a win in Dallas. They're, they finished 8-1 and one on the road. Don't forget, NFC teams play nine road games this year. Next year, it'll be the AFC has to do that. They held Dallas to just less than 50 yards rushing. No Zeke, no Pollard. Balling out right there. And then they hectored Dak all day. And that is what they needed, man, because Dallas – playing some offensive football coming off of the Washington football team win. And Arizona needed it without DeAndre Hopkins, without James Conner again, and Kyler and that offense being inconsistent for three straight weeks after beating the Bears in Chicago, one of their eight road wins this year. The Arizona Cardinals defense, they they rised and shined this week and – we give them uh, the tip of the cap. And they've got the Seattle Seahawks coming off their best offensive performance of the year. That was an old Lang Syne, Russell Wilson in Seattle offensive performance. DK Metcalf, fantasy team owners. I hope you didn't bench him after a very disappointing year in your fantasy final because he went off for three touchdowns and Russell had four and Rashad Penny was running his head off against the Lions. They're coming downhill for the Arizona Cardinals. And if Arizona doesn't win that game, then they'll be rising and shining in the playoffs on the road. Maybe here in Los Angeles to kick things off for the first week. Could be in Tampa or could be Dallas once again. And this segment is brought to you by my friends at Courtyard by Marriott. It's the official hotel of the NFL for 11 years and counting. Wow, it's been a long time. Courtyard by Marriott is proud to fuel your love of the game all season long. When you're on the road, no reason to miss out on watching the game. Meet us at the Beach Bistro Bar to cheer on your favorite team with good food and good company. If you're traveling to an out-of-town game with over 1,000 hotels across the U.S., Courtyard is the perfect place for you to stay near the stadium. And if you're a Marriott Bonvoy member, discover even more ways to earn and redeem points with access to exclusive NFL experiences at Courtyard by Marriott. Passion moves us forward. Where will yours take you? You know, DK Metcalf has 12 touchdowns. No way. Isn't that crazy? I would not have believed that. Quietest 12 touchdown year by a receiver ever. Only thing quieter was Kyle Pitts' 1,000 yard receiving season. I was shocked at that too. Because anybody who drafted DK or Kyle Pitts in their fantasy league is like, really? Because my team didn't win. Championship, right? Anybody who had Jamar Chase, he put up oh fifty plus points in by most way, leagues. By the way, uh, in my poker fantasy final, you played against. Jamar. I did not. Oh, okay. I didn't make the. I didn't make the playoffs. Uh, somebody benched Jamar Chase this, in the final this week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Is he kicked out of the league? He's not. He had. He's got. He has Debo Samuel and AJ Brown in his spots. That's what happened in my oh. league. And you're going against the Chiefs and, and no, no flex. Uh, who is his flex? There is oh. a flex. 
But his flex was somebody pretty good. I mean, his team was amazing all yeah, year long. Bo. I'll call out Matt Levin. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'll call him out. Would he have won, obviously, if of he Of course he would yeah, have. I mean, I mean yeah, because there's a, we have a, a five-point bonus at 100 and 200 yards. Oh, oh yeah, he'd have won easily. Yeah, that same thing in my league. Guy put Jamar on the bench. He started A.B., Tyreek, and uh, Debo. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh. Yeah, Z- Zeke was his uh, was Zeke was his um, flex. flex. Damian Harrison, Mixon were his running backs. I mean, how's he gonna? Dang. I mean, he, somebody had to be benched. You gonna bench AJ Brown coming no, off of that game? Uh, probably not. How about Debo? You don't bench him in a million years. No, he never gets benched. I mean, I guess I get it. So Chase was the odd man oh. out. Forty nine point six fantasy points. He don't think about he, that the had, rest of his life. He had fifty. <laughs> he had fifty four points in my league. Yeah, on the, the rest bench. of his life, he'll think about that. On the bench. I'm sorry, Matty Mel. And I'll say, call him out. I'll say the guy in my I'm league. I'm sure there are people listening saying I did the same thing or whatever. Rich, I'll say the guy in my league is a guy that you, you know him. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> this question? I will name drop that one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right? Ashton benched Jamar in the finals? Ashton Kutcher benched Jamar Chase in yeah. the finals. So my buddy Matt No, I'm Levin, sorry. It wasn't the finals because he lost. It was the, the, the consolation. Okay. Game so. Oh, is, there, is there hard earned American uh, yeah. two and a half men dollars on this? Not two and a half men dollars. <laughs> <I> mean, <it's, laughs> no, not okay. that type of money. Okay. No. Uh, all right. Punk dollars. Punk dollars. <laughs> First season of punk dollars. Yes, season one punk dollars. <laughs> okay. So. But it wasn't wow. the championship. He lost. He so was my a, buddy Matt Levin and Ashton Kutcher have something in common that yeah. they benched Jamar Chase. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I mean, we need a support group. But at least I got people. It. I, I know. Dude. I mean, could you imagine? Jamar Chase's performance is the greatest fantasy, fantasy wide receiver, receiver performance in the final ever, correct? Yeah, ever. That's the, that's the new benchmark. Ever. He had more receiving yards than Patrick Mahomes had passing yards in the game. He's unbelievable, isn't he? That's ridiculous. All right, let's take a break. Kurt Warner's going to call in. He called last night's game with Kevin Harlan on Westwood One and uh, just want to know what he sees about Baker, man. That's what I'm really more interested in. Uh, then, of course, watching a guy who beat him in the Super Bowl go out into the sunset like that. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets. 
at the Rich Eisen Show, and every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it, and then the all-in prices. That's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all-in before you purchase. So all the guests were is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed this is the Rich Eisen Show. Eight four four two zero four. Rich, love this guy. Um, enjoyed his call last night, um, and I'm not just saying that because I'm held captive to it, uh, listening to the broadcast. Uh, uh, well, because I do the the pregame and, and halftime of uh, Monday Night Football and Westwood One. We just wrapped up the season finale uh, for the regular season. On that, we'll be doing the uh, um, I'll be doing the playoff game in a couple playoffs in a couple <laughs> of Mondays now. Uh, and he does the game with Kevin Harlan, and of course, he's one of my best friends. I consider him such, because uh, I sit right down the row from him on NFL Game Day morning. He's Pro Football Hall of Famer Kurt Warner. How are you doing, Kurt? I am doing really well, my friend. How are you? And I'm doing fine. Hey, we Kurt, just... do you consider Rich one of your best friends? Because that's always an interesting thing. Like, Rich considers you a best friend, <laughs> but of are you his best friend? <laughs> of course I do. You know, we talk every Monday. We're down, you know, like you said, down the. The, uh, the row from each other. Okay. I mean, yeah. He came to the premiere. I, I mean, did this, come to the premiere. No, to the premiere. All those check marks. Yeah. Okay, okay. I was there for him. All right. Were you there for him? Well, I didn't get invited. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, I guess you're not one of his best friends. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and I was just recounting. I was just recounting about how well, we were there that opening night, and, and uh, you're, you're you're telling the Matrix, you know, you're stiff arming the Matrix right now in the box office, Kurt. This is pretty cool. You know, it, it's 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 been good. It's been fun, and and as you know, movies kind of like this is about word of mouth as much as anything. When oh, yeah. people see it and people enjoy it, and um, you know, they tell their friend and they tell their friend, and that's really what's happened. Is that everybody that's gone and seen it has really really enjoyed the movie. Um, as you know, a little bit different than maybe what you expect when you go in, but. Football fans, non-football fans, and that to me was the true test is when you have people that are non-football fans or, you know, you have people tweet you, yeah, I got drugged to the movie by my husband or my friend or whatever, <laughs> and then they came out of the thing loving the movie. That's yeah. when you know you've got a good movie that it that it touches everybody, and especially people that are going when they don't really want to go, they don't think they're going to enjoy it, and then they come out of the theater enjoying it. Yeah, you've come a long way since those uh... – those $100 touchdown bonuses with the Barnstormers, right? You know, A long way, a long way. But, you know, incentive bonuses are always good, no matter where you're at in life. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, all right, so let's just jump into it. What, what, are you, what do you make of Baker Mayfield right now um, after this season that does appear to be over? He's already talking about, you know, how banged up he is, surgery's coming, and uh, he may not play the final game. What, what, do, what, do, what do you see when you see Baker Mayfield? I mean, I think you see a guy that has all kinds of potential and you see a guy that has shown you moments of, you know, saying, hey, I can I can be elite at this level. But you see a guy that's been majorly inconsistent um, with all of those things. 
I believe Cleveland says, hey, we've got the leader that we want off the field, a guy that, you know, is going to be the same guy, a tough guy, a guy that can, he's going to stand in there. And you just talked about all the things that he's been through this year. He's going to be there and he's going to show up and he's going to battle and, and lead his team. And he's not going to shy away from the criticism, all the stuff that you want from your franchise guy off the field. The question becomes, can you give us that same sort of consistency on the field? And, you know, you got to figure out what you put your finger on. What exactly is it when you see those moments? There was a couple of them last night where he just made some big time throws where you just like, man, a guy in your face and it's a second level throw and you see all the, the ability and you go, why can't we get that every single time, every game? Um, you know, you got to ask yourself with the team that he's got. I, I look at Baker Mayfield and I say to myself, Baker Mayfield, if he's going to be that next level in the NFL, He's going to have to be in an offense where he can make difference-making throws with his arm, but probably not asked to make 40 throws with his arm because the consistency hasn't been there, you know, accuracy-wise and decision-making to do that. But he can make those big-time throws. And so I, maybe I look at a guy like uh, Carson Wentz um, and where he's at this year, and you you see it, you know, a couple – uh, Sundays ago on Christmas when we called that game. I mean, he made one a throw that, I mean, I still, when I think back to it, I'm like, man, I can't even believe he took the opportunity to throw it. And not only that, he made the throw. And you go, Baker's got that in him. But I don't know if he can be, you know, an Aaron Rodgers type guy, a Tom Brady type guy that, you know, that you can lean on in every given moment. And you also got to look at the team that they've got. I was talking about a little bit last night, and you say to yourself, okay, who's the guy that we have that we can count on when we're throwing the football, you know, to give us those big plays, to, to consistently make the catch or get open and make the game easier for your quarterback. And right now I don't believe they have that guy on offense either. And so we're going to throw it all on Baker. Um, but I don't know if they have the pieces, whether Baker's the right guy or they have the pieces around him to say that they can be a throw-first type football team anywhere in the, the near future. Well, I mean, Odell was supposed to be that guy, right? That, that's, that's, who the guy, that's who that guy was supposed to be, and the fact that he's not there and now making fingertip catches on fourth down leading to touchdown uh, winning catch, uh, game-winning catches uh, for the Rams in the very week in which we just saw the Browns be eliminated from play before they even took the field last night uh, makes you just wonder – is it the quarterback? And 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 I've been the one who's been pounding this very table right here from the show and caping for for Baker. And uh, the time, unfortunately, of saying he could be the guy is is kind of up because there's one year to go, and you got to sit here and say first overall pick uh, quarterbacks who get a second contract. That usually starts with a high three or a low four in terms of an annual salary. So what do you do if you're Cleveland making this evaluation right now? if you were that guy yeah the bottom line is you're not making that decision right now and if you have to you you can't give him that contract you know he hasn't shown that he can be the guy to the point where you can you know like you said the 30s or the 40s um and, and give him that sort of contract especially when i look at this team and i say you need a lot more on this team to compete for a championship so you got to spend that money in other places um and so you know can they hold out this entire next year as they've got that fifth-year option and, and see if he, you know, if he becomes that guy and becomes more consistent and then make that decision? Or is this kind of 
one of those things like we're going to play out this fifth year and maybe Baker will want to go somewhere else and, and, and you know, we won't have the opportunity to do that. But I don't think you can make that decision until you see one full consistent gear from him at the quarterback spot. And, and I say all that looking from a, from a big picture. Let's also remember this is Cleveland. And he's done some things in these few years and taken with the playoffs last year that quarterbacks haven't done in Cleveland for a long, long, long time. So he has shown us that he can be better than a lot of guys they had. But that becomes the question that a lot of these teams face is, is that good enough for us to pay that kind of money to a guy that's better than what we've had, but not a guy we feel that will win us a championship right now? Would you give that money, Kurt Warner here on the Rich Eisen Show, would you give that money to Lamar? The Ravens have yet to do that. Uh, he, it looks like he can't finish the season. Um, and I know he's an MVP guy, and he had a MVP first half of the season. But uh, what do you think of his evaluation? Because Allen's gotten it, and we know Darnold's not going to get it, and obviously Josh Rosen needs to find a spot where he can prove whatever he, he can. What do you think? I, I believe Lamar has shown us a level of consistency that, yes, you can warrant that big contract for Lamar. Obviously, the MVP, they've won a lot of football games. When he's in there, they're, they're a playoff team year in and year out. And so that, to me, says, yes, you can, you can call him a franchise quarterback. I still want to see more from him before I'm convinced he's a championship quarterback, that he can you know, play in the pocket and play away from his strengths to a level that I believe can compete with the Mahomes and, and those types of guys. But, you know, he's still learning. We knew coming in that that was going to be the part of his game that he was going to have to learn and grow in. And he's done so much outside of that to say, while he's learning that, we will still win games. And so, yeah, I think Lamar is a guy that uh, has proven that he will be that guy athletically, a guy that can carry you, the leader that, you know, everybody loves him uh, and, and will battle for him in the organization, that, that it warrants getting that big co- contract in a different way than, you know, than what Baker's done. Kurt Warner here on the Rich Eisen Show. I'm going to give you a sports talk radio setup here, and you tell me if I'm right uh, or you would believe this. Let's take everybody from the draft class of 2018 that we just mentioned, and then Kyler Murray and his draft class, right? And then uh, 2020 and 2021, and let's even throw in what we're going to see this year, whoever that might be the best quarterback to be coming out of all that winds up five years from now as Joe Burrow. Would you believe that Kurt Warner? 100%, 100%. And, you know, I think the other, there's going to be other guys, you know, Lamar and Kyler. We talked about that. Josh Allen. Will too. Josh mean? Allen, which do some, some really flashy things because athletically, you know, they're at another level than, than a Joe Burrow, but, I've said this for years, and I'm sure I'm a little bit biased because I played the game this way, but I just believe if you can play the game mentally inside the pocket, that you will always be good at the position. If you can do that, now all the extra stuff, you've got to give me some extra stuff to be a great quarterback, but if you can do that, you will always be good at the position. And Joe Burrow is doing that at an elite level. Uh, he's doing that, and he's got some elite players around him, which – as I know very well, that plays a huge part in being able to reach your potential if you're a pocket passer. You better have some guys around you that you know, can accentuate what you do, and they have those guys. Um, and I've seen it from the start, too. You know, when I watched him play last year, uh, 
Um, you know, you talk, we talk a lot about Mac Jones and, and the way that he's played as a rookie. I saw all this stuff from Joe Burrow, and you saw the little bit extra and the leadership and, and the attitude and the toughness that he brings to the table. And so I would not be surprised one bit if we're saying, I mean, I think there's some people that are already talking about him in that category of being a top five quarterback right now. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we've seen the last couple of weeks, I mean, what, over 900 yards passing and hmm. big play after big play. And uh, I really like Joe Burrow. So that statement would 100% uh, in my mind could be an accurate statement uh, a couple of years down the road. He's so good, isn't he? I mean, he really, very, very good, really is. And there's something about culture changing too that's not easy. I mean, you can't just snap your fingers. But having Jamar Chase sitting there outside, inside, all over the place, that guy is amazing. I mean, he he's run away from the Ravens defense. He's run away from the Chiefs defense. How deep do you think the Bengals can go this year, right now, Kurt? What do you think? First of all, you always have to ask yourself: Can they beat anybody? Yes, I think they can beat anybody. I mean, they showed they can beat the Chiefs. I believe they're, you know, they've got enough talent and enough explosiveness that they could beat anybody. Where they've struggled this year is when they haven't been able to generate the big plays. Uh, they haven't quite been consistent enough, especially in the front areas, you know, offensive line, defensive line, to be able to work the football and score points and stay up with people in those situations. So that, to me, is going to be the question come playoff time. You know, can they live in the big play world? And if they can, because they've got all those playmakers around them, yeah, I, I think they can make a run and they can beat anybody in the playoffs. But, you know, I'm, I'm still – I'm not sitting here saying they're one of my favorites to, to go to the Super Bowl because I have seen a number of games where they've really struggled in those areas and, and haven't put it all completely together yet. So good team beat everybody um not quite sure they're a championship team at this point all right so we're about 10 days away from that mulligan that we get on game day morning that we were afforded on thanksgiving day of our preseason um super bowl picks who, who did you choose again i don't recall and that's uh, not a joke i actually picked, i actually picked buffalo mm-hmm. and actually the cardinals at that i think that's what, what and, i finished up with and you stuck time. with that you stuck with that at thanksgiving no, I think that's what I switched to at Thanksgiving. Okay. The last time, the last time we went to. It, well. All right. So, what are you thinking ten days from now? Um, well, got? yeah, ten days from now. Right now, I, I I'm going to give the Chiefs the advantage in the AFC. You still uh, are. If if I've got yeah, if I've got to pick somebody, just believe that they're going to be the most consistent. They're going to be a team that can beat you on both sides. Uh, and then they got that guy at quarterback that's that's been there and done that. I'm going to go there in the AFC side, even though I, you know. The Titans at home, they get King Henry back. That's going to be a fun matchup because I, I, I like the way they're playing. You know, the, the Bills and the Bengals we talked about on the show both have beaten the Chiefs. So I, I still think it's wide open, but I'll give the edge there to the Chiefs. And on the other side, I would go Green Bay. I can't remember when we did our redos if anybody picked Green Bay on the NFC side. But I, I, it just they've been the most consistent team. They've had the most consistent quarterback. And – they get home field advantage. And so those are three things to me that it's what the playoffs are all about is, you know, can you win different ways? Your quarterback, do you know what you're going to get? Uh, and have you shown that you can do it week in and week out? And, and the Packers have. And so right now, you know, as open, wide open as both conferences are, 
I look at my look at this and say, I think the two best teams uh, at this point in time are the Chiefs and the Packers. And the thing that's really crazy, Kurt, is that there's obviously one guy that's standing in the way of Green Bay, and you know, I'm talking to you a night after you're calling a game that's the final game at home of a guy who you played in a Super Bowl against, right? Like Big yep. Ben's Big Ben's coming now. He's about to go. You're a Hall of Famer now with a movie in theaters near you about you and Brenda and your whole family's life. And the guy that's standing in the way is a guy who prevented you from winning your second Super Bowl, and he's now 44 years old, and we can't discount him. It's insane. It really is (laughs) nuts every single time you try to put Tom Brady in perspective. So where do you stand on all that? And I know, again, they're banged up. Antonio Brown, I don't think that's going to leave a lingering mark on them like it did, say, the Raiders when he uh, imploded there. Or, I mean, Brady's been through losing Brown before in New England. So um, I, don't, I don't know. What do you make of the Bucks right now and everything going on there, Kurt? I think they're still dangerous. Um, I think their defense has the capabilities of taking over. Um, you know, I watched that game against the Jets last week with Brady, and there was a couple throws in that game that I had to go back and rewind again and just kind of go, Dang it! Really, he made those throws, you know, at this age, and so, you know, Godwin's going to hurt. He's a difference maker because he does different things. But get Mike Evans back, the tight ends, and the way that they can play. Ronald Jones, even if you know playoff Lenny isn't able to to be a hundred percent, I like Ronald Jones. I think he's a really, really good back, um, and should have played more all year long. And then they've got some young receivers that are coming into their own that, you know, that can be some difference makers on the outside. So, yeah, I, I will not discount them one bit in the big moment with that guy behind center and with the team that they have. I mean, they've got a lot of really good pieces on that team that I believe can compete with anybody. And so, yeah, they've been, you know, knocked down a little bit the last couple weeks. But, yeah, I mean, I know everybody in the NFC, you can look at a lot of different teams. You're definitely going to know where number 12 is and how they're playing and whether you've got to play them in the playoffs or not because, um, yeah, they're still right up there in my my opinion. Kurt, you're the best. You know, look, everyone knows you're pure in terms of your intensity, in terms of your commitment, in terms of everything. And in case they, they you know, they, they've forgotten about it, I'm not talking about the movie in theaters near you. I'm talking about the fact that you wore that shiny jacket again last night. <laughs> Uh, you know, and and uh, you just you just you just gonna you only know one speed. You know what I mean, Kurt? Yeah, that's right. You, you know, got, you, you gotta you gotta bring it. You gotta always bring it, no matter what the situation, and uh, no matter what people say on Twitter, you bring it, and I'm, I'll be there to bring it. So anytime I got a cold weather city that I'm going to, you may just see the shiny silver jacket. Now, is that another way of saying Brenda picked this for you, or like what, what's the history? What's the How history? What sound anything like Brenda picked that for me? I don't know, Kurt. It's just, you know, I, I all I know is if I wore something on the air that trended and it wasn't Susie supported the second time around, that thing would be gone. I mean, that thing would be oh, history. Well, no, that it, thing would be in the center of the earth right now. Definitely, <laughs> you know? definitely Brenda supported. Okay. Yes, I definitely got the stamp of approval from right. Brenda. Uh-huh. And, uh, and she's, all, she's all for it. Yes. Okay. All right. So what did you say, Chris? So you picked it out. You're, you're taking ownership of this decision. Well, yeah, you know. (laughs) He's the American underdog, Chris. Yes. Fighting against odds. Group 
group effort in the Warner House. Yes. <laughs> you're gonna, See the movie. You're going to rally behind this jacket, and you're going to win games That's with right. that jacket. We're yes. going to rally around the jacket. <laughs> 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 Thanks for the call, Kurt. I appreciate you it. You bet, buddy. Right, we'll talk to you. See you uh, Sunday. We'll so Saturday. See you Saturday. It's, it's Kurt Warner, everybody. Kurt, thanks again. You're going to rally around the jacket. That's a good one, Chris. Oh, yeah, thank you. By the way, Dennis Quaid does a great version of that in the film. That whole scene, yes. the press conference. We're going to rally around Kurt Warner. Dude, you got to see it. The movie is just, it's so great to that see it because you know the story. It. Oh, yeah, yeah. We lived it. Right. Lived it. And you know the story, and then you see it, and you're like, oh, my God, that actually happened. Like, oh, my God. Yeah. He overcame all that. And Brenda, too. His wife, too. Great. Oh, my God. And then there's Dennis Quaid. This is Dick Vermeil. What else do you need to know? What else do you need to know? Dennis Quaid in. As Dick Vermeil. I wonder if Kurt's aware of all the memes and stuff that that jacket. Oh, he is. Oh. Are you, are you, he's, 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 I, I, he's, that's the question oh, I would have. That's what I was hoping you were going to get into. He's, he's, and, he's, he's. and it's definitely, <laughs> as I said, Brenda supported and clearly purchased. Like, hey, Kurt, you need something for, you know, I got you need it. something for the road. I'll get it. To, I'll get it. you something. Picks it out. And then it trends. And he wears it again because it is wife chosen and supported. Because my hat, fedora, in Chicago was not wife-purchased oh, and definitely not wife-supported. And that God. is why that fedora that Dion helped purchase with me, for me, in Chicago was one and done, oh, never to be seen from again. Also, functionally, i got to imagine that jacket is so warm. Oh, by the way, it oh, looks no, those are great. And the thing about those when his great. jacket was trending, you know, Twitter can go one of two ways, either a bad way or a good way. And it was, everyone was having so much fun with it that it became like a pleasant. It wasn't like people crapping on Kurt. It was just like, everyone had fun with the jacket. And it wasn't yeah. like a horrible place to be. Well, everyone needs on. to know this, too, about the, the, the television world. Um, let, me, let me just give you a little glimpse here. One of the toughest things to do as an on-air reporter, host, or what have you, certainly a reporter in the field, is that when the light isn't natural enough to, you know, be television worthy, or the light needs some sort of support, there are these reflector shields that are held by somebody beside the camera that they bounce natural light off of to fill in on your face or your body I call it the bounce yeah. and when you look up and have that shined at you it's blinding mm-hmm. like you can like you can't look up until the last second and then you got to fight through the 20 30 seconds you're on camera because your eyes will water up i think kurt's wearing the jacket because that's its own bounce <laughs> <laughs> Multifunction. It's his own bounce. You don't need the you don't need the bounce because it's bouncing and it's bouncing back at us, and it's really disturbing. Take that, take that. That's a great jacket. But I'll tell you what, Puffy and Mace called. They want the jacket back. He's still doing it, and he'll be on the road. He'll be on the road doing some more Westwood One playoff games. And if he goes to Green Bay, guess what's coming? The jacket. Hell yeah. Does he get the hat to match? Yeah. I know we're going to get a good fedora, <laughs> but Chicago's not making the playoffs, bro. Did that jacket come with a bowl of soup? Or? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You, Nicely done. All right. We'll take a break. Phone calls when we come back right here on the Rich Eisen Show on this Tuesday. 
Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. This is the Rich Eisen Show. So we just found out that your ping pong table you got from The Price is Right. Um, still sitting in my crib, right in the door. But it's so heavy that what? What is it like? Seriously, it's not like a regular ping pong table where you could just throw it in the back of your car and that's the end of it. I never knew a ping pong table was this heavy. Wow. Until, I mean, these two delivery guys. One guy was probably six five. About he might have been three bills small change. The other guy was wow. about six four, like two ninety. They were huge. And they were sweating hard when that thing was the out. Ping pong the table is like a pool table. It has that thick. It's that. Plus, it's a Price is Right. This isn't a jabroni pool table. Rich. This, is a, this is a Price is Right table. You know, when you become the number one thing that happened in 2021, when you're the daytime demo king, yeah. they're not just going to give you some jabron piece of By the plywood. Way, um, uh, uh, the host of the Price is Right <laughs> last night on Twitter, diehard Browns fan Drew Carey, oh, no. uh, he had some an unmentionable tweet <laughs> that we cannot show or talk about in direction we can of talk the about Steelers it. fans the and words. what they can actually uh, yeah. uh, imbibe on and from who and a certain body part. I think I could put and it let this me way. say, like if 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 there was a line, <laughs> he crossed. He it. went he went close and over. <laughs> oh. Yes, he did. It was a double over. His tweet in the direction of Steeler fans. Like literally, if we put it up, we'd have to blur out most of it. And and it made Bob Barker's line from Happy Gilmore seem like it's a G-rated movie. Right. He essentially told Steeler fans to act as if. They were children and they were babies, infants, yes, and yes. they were getting their milk but, from the source. Oh, right. Yes. Geez. Yes. That, it's actually, yes. That's what he said. Did you not see it? I thought I texted no, no, it. No, no, I saw yeah. it, but his way of describing it, well done. Thank you. Thank you. Would you say I'm accurate as to, with no, the description? No, that's exactly how it was. <laughs> I mean... I mean, he's fired up about his team. <laughs> yeah, and he was not pleased about the Steeler. I mean, what, what are you going to do? The, the Browns? Stunk. I mean, Najee Harris ran for almost 200 yards last night. Yeah. You see the Mannings were telling him to get down so that <laughs> Big Ben could get his kneeling moment? Peyton wanted them to use all their time. I know. <laughs> at the end. Well, I mean, because he's taking a point of view of he knows what it's like to say goodbye to yeah, a fan true. base. But you know? you're not – no one's running out of bounds at that point. Like, you're no, all you got to do is just take a knee, not score, give the ball to Ben, who would then kneel twice, and then Tomlin would – Bird a timeout, and then Ben could walk around and that's say goodbye. A, that's a lot, Rich. Just score the touchdown, man. Get, get and he did wind up getting his knee-down moment anyway. And Tomlin said after the game he attempted after the kneel-down. There were six seconds to yeah, go, but it was such out, everyone right? was just running on the field. He tried to call that timeout. I think Eli Couldn't was saying it. that, yeah. Couldn't get it done. So, 
It was still a great moment for him. Tell me that moment where he was walking down the tunnel. ESPN got that shot of him holding hands with his wife and children, yeah. walking down the tunnel, just the five of them, which is amazing because, you know. Well, I think Burt Lautner, this, their, their uh, PR guy. Or, said leave him alone. Yeah, he was kind of like one of the last guys with him. And that, it was just, like you said, a great shot. Yeah. He reached back there for his youngest right kid. Look at, and, look at that, man. That's cool. Uh, yeah. Look at that. Uh, it's a shot forever. Props to whoever got that. That should hang up That's on their... That's a shot forever. That should be in their home. Yeah. That is the shot forever. That's like the Rivera And you know, he, took, he left his helmet on. I don't think he realized his helmet was on the entire time. He, when he was interviewed by Lisa yeah, yeah, Salters, he kept his helmet on. Yeah. I think he was uh, getting I, a little I, I don't, choked up. Of and course probably he, he didn't But want... I, I just think it was an out-of-body experience for him. Yeah. You know, take a victory lap around a, the, the stadium last night. Like Cal Ripken after he broke Lou Gehrig's record. Remember that? When he took that victory yeah. lap around Camden Yards? You know, yeah, it was great to see the Steeler fans because Steeler fans can be tough, right? And it's great to see them show him that type of love because the thing that made him Big Ben, you know, the fact that he could take those hits yeah. and he didn't go down, and those are the reasons why his career is coming to an end. So I was glad that the people recognized that, despite how he may have been playing and was like, yeah, I guess know. in the in the twenty something years that I've done NFL Network, no quarterback has ever had the mo like Ben where the play begins after he's hit. <laughs> yeah. Normally, for a quarterback, the play ends yeah. when he's hit. Oh, yeah. But for Ben's career, the play That's began awesome. once he was hit. And I remember, you know, Thursday night game one time, he had a high ankle sprain, and, and, and Marshall's like, he'll be back second half. And we're like, what are you talking about, high ankle sprain? He goes, he'll be back. And he ran right out of the tunnel. Yeah, he was, he I was mean, he, was, he, he, he did all that. And you know, there's a yeah, – you know, he, he he's uh, yeah, yeah. He had the send off that a lot of all time greats want to have in front of the home fans. I want to thank Kurt Warner and also my colleagues um, from uh, from NBC Sports and Peter King and also Brandon Staley of the Chargers. We'll see you on Wednesday. <laughs> 